So here's the thing, right? The other week I was in the city centre trying to get a bus to a different part of the city. So I went to the bus stop where um, the travel app told me to go. And when I got to the bus stop, it was out of service. And there was a map there and it said, sorry, out of service, you need to go to this bus stop. So I thought, okay, you know, fair enough. Um, these things happen. Wandered to the next bus stop. And the next bus stop said, also out of service, um, you need to go to this bus stop. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> bit weird, but... And I went to the next bus stop and that didn't even have a notice on it. It was just out of order. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. All right, what now? Uh, so I went on a bit of a wild goose chase wandering around trying to find bus stops, trying to find buses and everything contradicted each other. The app was telling me a bus was due but it wouldn't show me where and this kind of thing and I was just incandescent with with rage and I was trying to fix this problem I'm wondering, I'm going, oh, do I, I just want I just want to get to this place, that's all I want to do. I just I just need to do this thing. And I just got really serious about everything. And I caught myself doing it now and I thought, why am I mad? And I realised it's because I thought that I could run a better public transport system than the municipal council, which which is quite a, an amusing little thought that crossed my mind. And it's not so much the situation now, I couldn't resolve that. Oh, by the way, I did, I did find the right bus eventually, but largely through complete trial and error. But um, it was that... What interested me was the way my default position in the face of a problem was to revert to this kind of very serious, sensible, professional problem-solving mode that I adopted. I put this cap on without realising it, you know, and went and uh, got all stressed out about it. And it's quite a trivial thing, the old bus stop thing, but um, I did it with other stuff as well. Like, in, in, in the business I'm running, the coaching, um, I host a little kind of fun workshop, improvisation thing, where we play with the serious side of our characters and try and subvert it with, with fun and humour and playfulness and this kind of thing. And... Even before that's happened, I'm kind of getting serious about how I plan the timings for it and, you know, contingencies in case things go wrong. And I start getting serious about that too. And it's sort of that this habitual kind of default position of, of seriousness. Um, now, I'm not arguing that it's a problem being serious because, you know, being a problem solver is quite useful, you know, applying yourself and getting stuck in. But it, it can be quite taxing and... I, I'm not entirely convinced it's a sustainable way to live your life, like, all the time, every time you get a problem, because it's just, well, it's exhausting and it's miserable, and then you can also fall into the trap of, you know, feeling bad f about it, you know, that's my reaction to be serious, and I, and I now feel bad about that, so feeling bad about feeling bad is, is you know, a mental health complaint or verging on it. Um, so I'm interested in kind of what the options are, like, where can you go? from there and I've just had a wonderful chat with someone about one of these subvert your serious side workshops that I, that I did one of the participants and we were talking about you know what options we've got and there's a bunch of people people like me maybe my kind of tribe who have a a kind of recognition that one place to go might be to be a bit more I don't know childlike or you know certainly playful and or at least recognize that you know things should be fun you know there, there needs to be a bit of a 
a space or a gap or a, a way to get out of the intensity. Um, I mean, for me, it was that existential realization of the ridiculousness of the situation. You know, just how how sort of futile and pointless trying to control anything is, and how impossible it is. You know, how much uncertainty there is, and how very little control we have over it. Like Gallo's kind of humour is sort of my place. It's just a sort of wince and smirk and, and chortle at the existential futility of existence. Um, for other people, it's it's a creative outlet. Or I don't know how how do other people um, react to the serious thing? You know what 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 avenues of of you if you're listening to this have you got for escaping or subverting or providing relief to it? Um, because the humour thing, I I, I realise it is just it is probably just me or a group of people like because. I don't know about you, but when I'm in the serious place and I'm sort of stressed out about something, it's it's not an instinctive place to go to want to have a laugh, you know? Um, so how can you make it... How can I make it more um, appetising or appealing to want to go into a, a space of... I don't know. Yeah, humour, playfulness, curiosity. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're one of those people then who you recognise the need for that fun, playful, compassionate, humorous side to come in. Let me know. I don't know. Why am I asking? Because it helps me build these these workshops, helps me build more useful, realistic kind of ways to help people who deal with this problem that I know really well, um, as you might remember from the, the, the story I told at the very start. Yeah. Um. You know how to get in touch, presumably. Just uh, get me on Twitter, Chris underscore Kenworthy. Um, or you can Google Chris Kenworthy Coach. I'll probably come up there somewhere. Or drop us a message on the, on the on, on Anchor. Thanks for listening. Bye.